All right. Welcome to episode three of Audrey Has a Podcast. I am super excited to have my very first guest on the show. And uh, she was reluctant because ironically, she doesn't like the sound of her own voice, but I said, it's okay. You don't have to listen to yourself. Um, But I know the people out there listening and who've been watching um, my journey as an autism mom and warrior, that they have been curious this whole time and uh, would love to learn more from Manisha, who is Kian's big sister and my oldest daughter, the love of my life. I'm so excited to have you here, Manisha. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So this podcast is all going to be about autism and our journey together. I really want to continue to demystify autism. And I think you are a great voice and advocate and you bring to it another angle. So let's start with the question of how do you actually feel about me sharing our journey? Well, I think it's very important because obviously it's awareness because autism, despite people, a lot of people having autism, it's still very um, unknown to most people. So I think it's really important. And you have such an amazing platform where you really are so open and honest and I think it's very important for people to see all of the aspects not just the meltdowns in the grocery stores but you know all the successes too so I think you know it's awesome that you're out there sharing um yeah well you know you know the the truth is I couldn't do it without the support of the family of you and papa and if I didn't have your full support it's something that I couldn't do and so the fact that you're so gracious and you allow me to use my platforms and the voice my voice the way I was meant to means so much to me and and that's part of why you're so incredible Manisha um I do I'm very conscious I talk more about Kian to bring awareness because I do not want to hinder too much on your privacy as well right Mm, yeah of course of course (laughs) But yeah, also, I'm not as interesting most times as Kian, so. You actually are. You actually really are. This this is, um, you know, this is something that you haven't heard me say yet. And it was a conversation I had with your father this weekend. And um, we talked about the dynamic between you and Kian, not just as siblings, but what you bring to us as parents. And what you may be conscious of, or maybe you're not yet, but I'm going to tell you right now, is the reason I think we're able to cope with the difficulties with Kian and the challenges is because we have you. Um, I'm not bitter uh, by the things that Kian's not able to do because I, I, I don't sit and, and, and feel sorry for myself and think of it all the long list of what Kian will not do with his life because I know there's things on there that you fulfill and that you will do. So if we take example, you've had a high school graduation. Yesterday, you just got your driver's license. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. Um, So we know that for your whole life, um, you've provided those joyous occasions for us. Uh, traveling extensively uh, you you continue to surprise us and you make us so proud Kian does too he surprises us and makes us proud but we don't feel like we're missing anything we feel like we're a complete 
unit. How do you feel about that? Wow, that's a that's a loaded statement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's you know it's nice that you guys get to have. I don't know if this is the proper phrasing, but the best of both worlds. You know, like as you I, said, some things I can accomplish that Kian can't, and there's some things that honestly Kian can accomplish that I can't. So you know, it's a nice balance. But I think it's that way for all sibling dynamics. All siblings are different, so every、uh, child will bring something different. For each parent, and will make them happy in different ways, and show their different accomplishments. So yeah, so I think in a way, it's kind of we're kind of this general sibling dynamic. But you're right in the sense that we bring different things to the table. I love it. I really、uh, to hear you say that really warms me. But everybody listening is wondering: Do you feel added pressure to be? Perfect. Do you feel added pressure in this dynamic? With Kian, no, definitely not. If anything, it would be more outside pressure than just my relationship with Kian. My relationship with Kian is there's no internal pressure. If anything, it would be from people on the outside that, not necessarily family-wise, but people that don't know me. You know, and go, oh, you're so amazing. You're an angel. But outside of that pressure, there's nothing really. But specifically from your parents, do do you think Papa and I have this expectation for you to be, you know, to perform and to、uh, to listen and to just be all perfect to compensate for what Kian's not able to do? Do you feel that pressure? Honest answer. <laughs> no, honest answer is I feel like you guys have obviously a certain standard for me as any parent has for their child and. It probably is higher than most parents, but that's just because you guys have given me all of the tools, and you want to see me succeed. But that's not in relation to Kian or Kian having autism. It's more of just our parent-child relationship and all the tools you've given me for me to succeed. It has nothing to do with me being able to achieve possibly more than Kian. So, huge sigh from this mama bear because. I think that people automatically think there's this preconceived notion that the child with the disability gets all the attention, and that you know we kind of put to the side our neurotypical children or you know normally developing children. So you're telling everyone right now that in our case, that's not true. You do not feel set aside. To your brother's autism? No, definitely not. There are circumstances where obviously Kian gets more attention, but that's just a normal thing. There's some days that Kian will need extra support, and there's some days that I'll need extra support. But it's, you know, it's fluctuating. It's not、um, he gets all of the attention. It's just case case by case, day by day. See what we need. When did you realize? If you go back in your memory, that your brother was different. That's a great question, and honestly, I have a horrible memory, so I wouldn't know the answer. <laughs>、um, but I do. I can recall, like in elementary school, me having to explain to my friends that my brother is different, and me having to say, "Oh, well, yeah, he's at school. He's just at a different school for." You know,、um, people who are a little bit different and stuff like that. But I don't have a specific memory of me realizing, oh, he's different. Right, and so that that kind of has me 
um, circle to the point of have you ever been faced with a situation where people in your entourage, your friends have made negative comments or made you feel bad because of your brother's autism? Uh, luckily, no. I really, I can't think of anything. In elementary school, it was more of kids just not knowing uh, right. what was happening and me having to explain that. But uh, once I explained it to them, there was never anything negative. And uh, yeah, all of my friends now are just like, no. And they're like, oh yeah, that's Kian. He does his <laughs> thing, you know? So no, luckily, no, there's been no negative reactions. That's awesome. And so, um, brother, he's your brother that, you know, we don't have to sit here and just stew in his autism, but let's talk to him as a brother. And so whether your brother's autistic or, or neurotypical, they're going to make you laugh. They're going to frustrate you and they're going to embarrass you. So can you give us a story or an antidote about how Kian makes you laugh? What does he do that makes you laugh? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, he has just his mannerisms that are just funny and his moments that, you know, they're not uh, particularly normal. I can recall um, literally yesterday where I was just uh, sitting and he <laughs> ran up the stairs and his pants were just completely ripped up uh, to his <laughs> knees. And uh, I just, I didn't understand how he could rip his pants so badly because they were literally a piece of his leg was cut off basically and he was just running around like that so that was pretty funny but yeah he has he has those special moments i'm gonna add i'm gonna add a word to what you're saying because i'm giggling as you're telling the story because you're the one who pointed out the pants yeah he literally did not rip a hole in them he managed to shred them his yeah that's a better way to describe (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good story. It's true. He does come up with some things that that have us laughing out loud uh, every once in a while. Yeah. So tell me, what does he do? And this is people want to know this. They want us to be raw here. What embarrasses you about your brother? I don't think anything embarrasses me, um, mm-hmm. to be honest, because most of the time when we're out in public, um, you know, it's it's pretty obvious that he's autistic. You know, there's yeah. Everything he does is like a, a red flag in a way, being like, hello, I'm here. So nothing yeah. in particular embarrasses me. Um, like when he, when he, he just lets out a, a big fart or sticks his finger up his nose, it doesn't embarrass you? No, that's just funny. Once again, <laughs> that that's what I would... His lack of social f- of filter is also very funny. Um, Isn't that something you wish we all had? We didn't care about what other people thought of us. We could just... In a way, yes. But in a way, no. Because I also wouldn't want to see everyone pick their nose all the time. (laughs) But yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to go back to one of the proudest, most emotional... I already know what this is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Experience ever. But I want to just take a step back. Um... You were in sec one and you had to write a slam poem, which is really um, the birth of rap music and uh, a shout out to your then teacher, Miss Barons. Um, and she, um, you know, this was an assignment for you guys to do. And you decided you were going to write about your brother and you are 
people who follow us know that you're very cerebral and you're you're very intelligent and you wrote this slam poem and uh for all people listening i have not helped manisha with homework since she was in grade 1 and i had to help teach her to read but other than that i i and i admit you know this right manisha left to hanging yeah yeah uh and it floored me because you had to perform this in class so you wanted me without having read it you started to perform this for me in your bedroom and i lost it Let's talk about that slam poem for a minute. Um it was one of the most masterful things that I've ever come across in my whole life and I can I can't believe that my daughter has written these words. Do you ever think back to that time and how beautiful and poetic the the slam poem really was or do you just be like Oh, that was just a great seven assignment. I'm so over it. Or you know, let's go back. Do you still feel a lot of those things you wrote about? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, everything I wrote, I think would still resonate if I read it back. It's been a while, but I'm sure it would still resonate. There's a particular line that I still really think about uh quite a bit and it's um basically what's going to happen when you and Papa are no longer around. What will happen with Kian and where will we place him and will there be an adequate facility for him you know stuff like that worries about the future i remember that specific line um but also in a way the poem is kind of um it was kind of a joke between my friends because the video did get quite a bit of views on facebook and um i like i said i don't like the sound of my own voice so my friends would play it for me and i would run away because i did not like hearing it back But you know, I'm not embarrassed of what I wrote. It's just the sound of my own voice. But yeah, if I reread that, and I can reread that all the time, and it'll it hears every single time. What you said actually, and is, out of the whole poem, what you just stated, the 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 one line that you still remember was the sucker punch to my gut. That was my heartbreak. Do you remember the conversation we had after you read me the slam poem what I said to you about that sentiment? Do you remember? You're really testing my bad memory here. I do remember we had a conversation. <laughs> um can't can't lie. I remember vaguely you saying, you know, we're going to try to figure it out and it's not all your responsibility. I don't know if that's right or not, so you could clarify if I'm on the right okay. path there. It's it's 100% accurate. My it's really important. Um I always wanted it's very important for us um to secure Kian's future and yours as well and since you were a little girl, I always wanted you to have your own lane. I didn't want you to, you know, to simply be known as Kian's sister. And I think that you know, your high school days and all the feedback i got from the teachers who were my ex colleagues was really you know testament to who you are and the fact that i think i'm going to give myself a pat on the back that we have supported you in your own lane and we do promise to do everything that's in our possibility so that you feel that you will be there for kian but hopefully you will be supported by other your uh, your extended family and hopefully the friends your the friends you have now and the friends that are yet to come into your life and that 
um, that it, we can remove the word fear from from that sentence and and that you know that there will be a time when you know your parents won't be here on earth with you but that you won't feel it heavy that it, it you know will have taken care of things so I remember that and in your bang on and what you said okay yeah good to know I still <laughs> kind of remember that <laughs> I think I think you're kind of lying about this whole memory thing. Oh no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, okay, let let's 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 go a little lighter now. Um, who are you most like, Mama or Papa? Um, it depends in what way. Um, obviously, uh, personality-wise. Well, wait. If personality-wise, I'm. I would say I'm more like you. I'd like to say I'm more like you, but in my mannerisms and like my way of thinking, I'm definitely more like Papa. So it depends on what, basically. It makes it makes for an incredible family dynamic. But you know the beauty about your parents is that. You know, we're 23 years married now, 32 years together, and you know opposites. So the old adage that opposites attracts is true. And so it's only normal. I tell everybody, I think you're the best of both of us. That's what I tell people about you, Manisha. Um, How has COVID been? uh, How do you see, how has COVID been for you? And uh, you can talk a little bit about how it's affected your school and your social life and then how you see it's it's affected Ian and, and whether that's good or bad. Right. So for me, it's um, been it goes in waves. Basically, there's sometimes there's some certain periods, I should say, that it's just it, I really feel the impact, especially because I'm in CJEP. So I do all of my school online. I don't see anyone now, especially now, because now we're in code red. I don't see any of my friends. We're not seeing any family anymore. So it's very isolating. So now I kind of feel the impact a little bit more as opposed to the summer where I was able, I was fortunate enough to be able to work and to see people outside of my home. So yeah, so COVID's not been the easiest, but that's for everyone it's the same and I think for Kian honestly I think it's been a good thing um right so just to elaborate on that a little bit so at the beginning it was obviously rough without having school for from March to what was it May I believe that was yeah that was tough but you know well he never went back to school at the end of last year right so March to June then and so that was tough for him obviously but you know we we tried our best to come up with uh with some things for him to do but I think now honestly he's honestly at his best he's been in a while he's doing really well in school and you've been so good at finding things for him to do like the beads um, and other activities for him to do he's really becoming more independent and more mature Um, and I don't know if that's just a result of COVID or him maturing but honestly I think he's been doing really well Awesome. He'll never tell us, right, Manisha? No, definitely won't. Definitely <laughs> so if you had to describe your relationship overall with your brother, do you just consider it a regular sibling relationship? Can you paint a picture for the listeners of what it looks like to be neurotypical and to have a brother with an ASD? Yeah, so um, I'd say it's like a normal sibling relationship, minus the fact it would actually it would be better described as a sibling relationship but your sibling is just significantly younger in the sense that sometimes 
you guys go away and I quote unquote babysit him but not really I just make sure he's yeah. not setting the house on fire but yeah it's a typical relationship he's still super annoying um as any sibling <laughs> is but yeah I'd say it's like it's having a much younger sibling where you have to take care of them sometimes and you have to actually step up and be proactive and help them out but besides that yeah just a normal relationship so, I think this goes well into what do you think the biggest misconceptions are about people with autism and I premise by saying we only ever speak of our experiences with Kian it by no means reaches across the spectrum but um we always speak from our own experiences and our expertise and so what would you say but you know what you have a unique perspective because you also are a camp monitor at camp oasis so you are exposed a little bit to the campers there so what do you think is the biggest misconception about the autism you know right well i'd say from people outside who don't really understand what autism is obviously they all think they're sheldons um which is obviously not the case um i can't really think of a misconception for um the kids at camp or kian um mm-hmm. because it's not really known about like people don't really understand that that's a part of the spectrum too um mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of confused when i say oh yeah my brother can't talk like they'll assume he's mm-hmm. either like mute or silent that he can't communicate at all and you know that's obviously not true he communicates and they all every kid communicates differently um whether it be with pictos or you know just their vocal range or things like that so um i think people don't understand how easy it is for us to understand them even though they're nonverbal right so you're saying even though you work with a dozen other um uh, people with autism at the camp um you're saying there's always a way to have commu- that they can communicate with us and that we can have a relationship with each and every one of them is that kind of what you're yeah, saying yeah absolutely it does depend you know on how long you've known uh, the person uh, it obviously becomes easier the longer you've known them but you can absolutely find a way to communicate and understand their needs right and it's also like and and I've written this in the blog before is that you know this whole when Ken was very young it was like you know people with autism tend to live in their own bubble and so you know we tend to say they just prefer to be left alone which is not accurate because you have campers that approach you often correct yeah for sure it definitely depends on the individual there are certain people that prefer to be on their own but that's like people everywhere there's some that are extroverts there's some that are introverts there's certain kids that love being social and will come up and pester us until we finally give in and there's some that don't really have it want to have anything to do with us and that's okay too so it just depends like every person so in particular <laughs> yeah particular with what monitor what what monitor he's going to gravitate to he's just particular yeah yeah 100% kian likes his own people and there's people who don't have right. an asd that are like that too they just like the own right. people and they don't need anyone else and that can right. be said for kian for sure right um this is um as you know um you're 
you know I've been on this journey for over a decade now and everybody thinks I do this for Kian that SOS was born because of Kian do you realize that that's a false notion yeah for sure um um well first of all the run was for awareness uh to un- for other people to understand what autism is it wasn't for Kian the run was for other people to understand what was going on and the program's branched because obviously there was no services for people with autism and yeah that includes Kian but that's not only for him because if it was only for him you could have gotten him private lessons and then finished it at that obviously right so and and actually i remember this uh when i was pregnant with you and i told uh kunal that the same sex parent has the most influence on the child he almost passed out <laughs> he couldn't believe because he knew that I, we were you know we were having a girl and um that really stuck to me so as a mom that is my proudest role in in this world and i tell you that and um it's true uh, but i knew i had a huge responsibility um to be that model for you that role model and so what was important for me as i did this work was to show you that life is not always going to turn out the way we want it to as i tell you often i wanted four children and i have two wonderful children um it didn't quite turn out the way i had envisioned it it turned out even better because i wouldn't change a thing even in the hardships we we learn about ourselves and 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 the beauty um of the challenges that you know we face and uh when i started listening to uh what was calling me which was to create an organization and not merely have an autism awareness run part of it was to be an example to you for you what are your thoughts about that that's interesting honestly i didn't really think of it that way i was i saw it more as you saw a need and you were willing to step in and help i never really thought of it that way but yeah you've been an absolute inspiration for me and as you know i would love to be even like a sliver like you when i grow up um yeah that's really incredible and uh yeah i'm kind of speechless i don't really know what to say even though it's a podcast <laughs> yeah well as a as a mom uh this is you know i i think we don't you know oftentimes we just get busy living life and we don't have these like crazy uh open conversations but a child can inspire a parent as much as a parent can inspire a child you are one of my greatest inspirations today on my run uh what did i do i downloaded one of your playlists on spotify cuz you know you're always introducing me to you know new music and now when i get dressed up and i'm i'm playing with my fashion i'll come into your room for you know yeah. for some spice right yeah of course yeah So that's what people don't get to see is uh, how much, you know, we get to play around and have some fun, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, Manisha, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um like I said, my hope is to continue to demystify autism, uh to find the balance between sharing enough and not too much, to moving the needle forward to helping families living with autism. 
to ensure that everything is in place for your future and for Kian's future. And, um, you know, I am so proud of both of my children and, 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 and the family and how we've made it through COVID. And thank you for supporting me also. I don't know how many moms, I don't know how many daughters can say their mom has a podcast, but here we are. Audrey has a podcast. So thank you so much for being here today with me, Manisha. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share with anybody listening? Uh, No, not really. I think we covered a lot of the bases and I hope people keep listening to find out more. Well, excellent, Manisha. And I'm going to tell you that you did a great job and you have a fabulous voice. I love you. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. Thank you.